0: Birth is never a one-size-fits-all, and every birth is its own beautiful. I'll be interviewing mothers and inviting them to share their unique stories of childbirth. Tune in to Beautifully Birthed for your weekly birth story. I'm your host, Brittany, and thanks so much for stopping by. Let's get started. Today I'll be interviewing Jamie. She has three girls all born in hospital and she has a rare disease called Nate. and she explains how that affects her through pregnancy. Hope you enjoy today's show. I want to start by like telling who like about you, um, where you're from, all that good stuff.
1: All right. Uh, So I'm Jamie, and I am a 35-year-old stay-at-home mom with three girls, uh, Georgia, who's seven, and Scarlett, who's almost five, and Gabrielle, who's almost three months. And we live in Manitoba, and we have a small hobby farm, and I breed smooth fox terriers. So uh, the dogs keep us busy, and I have an at-home dog kennel as well as a photography business and um yeah that's kind of us in a nutshell my husband david trucks so he works five days on and five days off so five days i'm a single parent and five days i uh have help
0: <laughs> take us in to georgia like were you trying to get pregnant with georgia how did that um, all come about
1: yeah so we were we was trying for with georgia and got pregnant and you know Easy, easy pregnancy, no issues. Um, My water broke because we were early. They wanted us to come into the hospital and keep an eye on us. So I did. And I was far less informed with birth stuff than I am now. So I said yes to a bunch of things and, you know, the whole lay on your back and don't move a lot kind of thing, which obviously is not the best. But um, I had joked my whole pregnancy because I had dogs that uh, Georgia would come out with bruises because the dogs would always kind of jump on me. And so I'm in labor and 58 hours of labor. And I had one nurse as I was getting close to needing to push. As I was making kind of grunting noises, she turns to me and says, I needed to keep my voice down and concentrate my energy on pushing the baby out. And I yelled at her and told her to get out of my room because it's not like I was making a lot of noise. No. Um, yeah, I was like, excuse me, there's women screaming in the hall and you're telling me not to grunt? Yeah, you can just just get out. Um, <laughs> so then when the time came to actually push, uh, so far all three girls have been two pushes super easy. I wait till the uh, fetal ejection reflex kicks in and I basically just hold on for the ride. And um, so out she comes and she's literally covered in bruises. Right. And my first thought was like, oh, my gosh, I, I said that this would happen and it happened. And my doctor is like, no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with with, you know, dogs, you know, occasionally jumping on you. This this is something else. So they did a bunch of blood work and um, and one of the things they tested for was what her platelets were like. Um, like the average person's platelets are around 150,000, and George's platelets were 9,000. So they were super low. Very low. Wow. Um, so we did um, we did an ultrasound to make sure she didn't have a brain bleed, and she didn't have one, thankfully. And there were no there was no evidence that she had had one in utero or anything. So they pretty quickly determined that she had what was called NATE, which is neonatal allo immune thrombocytopenia, which basically means my platelets and my husband's platelets were different and the baby took after my husband. And so my body viewed the baby as a a foreign invader and was attacking her platelets.
0: And this is something that you can have, like it's something that would come through every subsequent pregnancy after that?
1: unless you and your part, unless your partner changes and they have the same platelets as you. Yes. Oh. It, and it, it can affect first pregnancies. I know women who have lost their babies to Nate with their very first pregnancy. It's not something that's tested for regularly. Um, and they say it's about one in a thousand births have it, but a lot of times it's not, it, they might only have platelets in like the 50,000 range. So they don't automatically, it's not, as big a deal as when it's such a low platelet count like they're still low but not not excessively low kind of like George's was so that's why they were like oh so then we were told you know any other kid we'd have to we'd have to get treatment um
0: and then what does that look like um after so once she was born did you get to see her right away like how did that come yeah but I
1: saw her pretty soon. Like, I held her for a couple minutes, and then they took her to NICU because of the bruising. And basically, I birthed my placenta, and then I was demanding to go see her. And they wanted to put me in a wheelchair, and I wanted none of it. <laughs> so I walked down to the NICU and sat in a chair and had my hand on her. And she was fine. She stayed in NICU for about 13 days. So not super long. Like, it it was more kind of making sure her she was weight, gaining weight. Um, She had jaundice um I mean she was born at four pounds 13 ounces so she's just a little she was wee oh (laughs) she was tiny (laughs) she was tiny I know I I look back at pictures and I'm like oh my gosh like look how little you were and did they
0: have to do like um a blood transfusion for her platelets like how do they kind of deal with that
1: uh what they did is they gave her um I think she had an IV IG treatment. I think she had, she had one or two IV IG treatments, um, which strengthens platelets. Um, and in no time she was, yeah, by like the next day, her platelets were starting to rise. Basically, as soon as they're out of me, the baby's platelets will start to, to rise on their own and everything's kind of fine from there usually. Wow.
0: And that does that make getting pregnant difficult or do they just kind of watch throughout pregnancy?
1: Um, it doesn't, for me, we had, we, we've never had an issue getting pregnant. Um, it can cause issues with later term miscarriages if you don't know that you have this. Um, you could just be having miscarriages and not knowing why, and it could be a factor in that. Right. So, um, for treatment, it's uh, usually one gram per one kilogram of body weight for, for the mother. Um, starting anywhere from 12 to 18 weeks, depending on the severity of previous losses or previous children that you've had. Um, Some doctors do prednisone as well later on in the pregnancy. Um, So with my second, which is Scarlett, um, I was speaking with Dr. Snyder, who's a specialist in Winnipeg. And we were all set up to do IVIG treatments. And we were doing the one gram a week uh, per kilogram, like one gram per kilogram once a week. And um, that was all going well. We started that at around 17 weeks. And at, uh, just before 36 weeks, we went in for what's called a chordosynthesis. Mm-hmm. Which is where I have to get knocked out, baby is given something so she doesn't move. And then again, big needle goes in and they pull out her platelets to see what her platelet levels are. So they see whether or not they need to give her uh, an in utero transfusion. So they did that and I'm knocked out and I came to and they told me that they gave her the in utero transfusion, which is my washed platelet. So they take out, take my blood, wash. The platelets, um, which kind of takes out all the the bad things that I, you know, uh, all the bad stuff in my blood that's been kind of attacking her, and then they give it back to her to help strengthen. Um, and the reason they did the in utero transfusion with Scarlet is because her platelets, despite treatments, uh, were five thousand. Oh wow! So even lower, <laughs> and I was, a... I kind of freaked out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what was the point of treatment? <laughs> they're even lower so then we talked a little more and the whole point of the IVIG is to help strengthen her platelets and while generally it does give a higher count it doesn't always but it generally will stop brain bleeds and Scarlett when she was born she had no brain bleeds and no evidence of any brain bleeds so I mean it worked it was just shocking because um, I was expecting to hear you know her platelets are fine yes. and I'm like five thousand yeah
0: and with and with Georgia was postpartum. Like, did you have any issues? Did she breastfeed well?
1: Oh yeah, she ate like a little piglet.
0: She did.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, um, she had a little. We did a a nipple shield to start, just because her mouth was so little, and uh, I'm not so little in the the chess department so yeah <laughs> she had a little bit of trouble just for size issues but uh as soon as she got the hang of it no she was great away she went oh, um
0: awesome and so then with scarlet yeah. at birth oh yeah you go and, and how far um apart are georgia and scarlet like when did you start thinking about um wanting to try for another
1: Um, they're about two and a half years
0: apart. Two and a half years apart. So you got pregnant then when Georgia was about over a year? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think she was like 17-ish months. That's
0: a good age gap.
1: It was a nice gap. Yeah, it was a nice. So when Scarlett came, Georgia was, you know, she was two and a half. So she wanted to be she actually wanted to be helpful. And she would get me, you know, I would have water bottles in the fridge so she could go to the fridge and grab me a water bottle. Yeah, that
0: <laughs> little guy right now. It's the best. He's just almost two.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. They're still wanting to help.
0: Yes. Yeah. And then with <laughs> Scarlett, what did you guys find out you were pregnant? Like, did you have any early symptoms?
1: No, nothing. Um, so it, the morning we were driving in for our chordocentesis, I was going into labor, oh. and it was about a three-hour drive, and we're driving, and I'm like, I'm having contractions. Oh wow! I was like, Oh, okay. guess we're not leaving Winnipeg without a baby.
0: That's crazy.
1: <laughs> so with Scarlet, um, I was already in labor, but they gave me oxytocin to kind of help things along because we were hoping to not have a 58 hour labor again yes that would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) I was okay with this um and with Georgia's birth I was pain med free and I was pretty determined I wanted to do the same thing with Georgia and then I had this uh little nurse I don't know whether she was a nursing student or a a doctor student person but she came into the room and she was like, oh, so we were kind of going through the checklist. And she was like, okay, so I see you're on oxytocin. And I was like, yeah. She's like, so I guess we'll book you an epidural. And I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, well, you're being induced. And like, if you're being induced, you're going to have an epidural. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, that that's not a thing.
0: <laughs> Georgia was no pink beds. You had her all natural. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you didn't end up getting the epidural. Were you on the Pitocin for a long time?
1: Um, I was on it for, uh, geez, like probably 20 ish hours. The and then, yeah. So then Scarlet came and again, pain med free. And uh, I was much quiet. Not that I was loud with Georgia by any means, but I was much quieter with, with Scarlet. <laughs> and uh, I was pretty silent and it was like, When I'm silent, that's when you apparently know that I'm getting close because that's when I'm, I'm, I'm concentrating, so to speak.
0: And then they were both born in hospital, right? Um, yeah. And did you have a midwife or you would have to have an obstetrician for that because of the nate? I
1: had, yeah, I had to have a doctor for that. Um, midwives wouldn't touch me with a 10 foot pole. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, but, oh, well, I mean, it happens. Um, so yeah, then Scarlet came, and she was thirty-six weeks on the nose. And how much did Scarlet weigh? Uh, she was six pounds eleven ounces.
0: So a little bit and, bigger, but still, still quite small.
1: <laughs> still pretty small, but I mean, for four weeks early, my doctor, my doctor estimates she would have been like a nine-pound baby had she oh gone to term. Goodness, eh? so, oh my goodness! So I don't know. I was kind of okay with the six, the under seven-pound baby. Yes. Um, Thank you. Um, but was out the next morning and then was in room with us. And we stayed in hospital for five days. She had a little bit of jaundice as well. Um, lost a little bit of weight, but I mean, I was on IV for a while. So that's kind of to be expected. Issues? Yeah, no issues. Oh, that's
0: excellent. And and then how old was Scarlett when you got pregnant with Gabrielle?
1: Uh, Scarlett would have been almost three we got pregnant in i don't know february and scarlet turned sorry yeah scarlet turned four in march so yeah scarlet will be five two months and you guys were trying so, for
0: gabrielle yes yeah. <laughs> and then did, did you have um, any pregnant like pregnancy symptoms easy pregnancy
1: <laughs> um I swear it was like two weeks in and I was cooking eggs and I felt like throwing up, which is not a normal thing for me. So then I did a a pregnancy test and it came up negative. I'm like, "Eh, I'm going to take another one tomorrow. And I did. And it came up positive. I'm like, there we go. Pregnancy wise, it was a difficult pregnancy in the sense of I have to, the IVIG treatments take anywhere from six to nine hours. I handled the, the IVIG really well. It didn't, affect me other than it made my joints really sore and I feel like I'm super weak still from that like opening a jar is impossible for me right now which is pathetic is that in- that <laughs> like I can't... it can be um there's a whole bunch of things um like there's hemolytic anemia which is especially common in um a blood types which is what I I'm type a and I had it and I was borderline needing like a, a transfusion myself I'm like this is just great um but I don't know I was gonna say I was exhausted but I mean I'm always exhausted yes. so I just thought it was a pregnancy especially
0: with two kids and all of the animals and everything that you came up with right
1: Exactly it's like well, I don't know if it's a pregnancy thing or an IVIG thing or just a busy life right. thing
0: yeah. <laughs> and then um, near the end of Gabrielle, how did pregnancy go um, how did did you have early labor signs? How did all that kind of work out?
1: Yeah, well, with her, I ended up having to do treatment twice a week, which really sucked just because I needed to do, we upped it to two grams per kilogram um just so we would hopefully have a higher count at birth. And um, yeah, so we went in at a couple days before 36 weeks to see what um, her platelets were. So we were going to do the chordocentesis again. And her count was 118,000 in utero. So beautiful count. That's what you want to see. So I was like, the the twice a week treatment worked, (laughs) So that was a bonus. Um, So then we were told, this was a Wednesday, we were told we were going to come back on Sunday to be induced. Um, After 37 weeks, apparently the mom's bodies start ramping up antibodies. So they like to have them out around 36 to 37 weeks. They don't want them going longer. So we were, my husband was due to go back to work then. And we were like, well, is there any way we could, you know, just stay in, we're like we're here now like it, it's a couple of days can can we do it now and we were like they they told us no it would be friday at the earliest so we were like okay so we went home um got a phone call at six o'clock the next morning telling us to come in to be induced. oh my goodness i'm like that, that's fantastic we could have just you know spent the night in a hotel and yeah was okay, there a fine. reason so for we the drove you know, No, they just, I guess they had an opening and we were next on the list to call. (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, great. So we drove four hours home just to turn around and drive four hours back. Oh, so you drove four
0: hours um, twice a week for this treatment as well?
1: No, thankfully not. Um, I I was able to do those in my hometown. So a whole 15 minutes. Okay, so that's much better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I... yeah no I don't think I would have done that I'd be like yeah yeah that would
0: be a lot that'd be a lot
1: we went in and I was booked into triage and they gave me some gel which name I can't remember it starts with a p and uh I was given this gel and told to go walk around so I did and I was having contractions um from the gel but they were like I mean I could walk and talk through them so I barely consider them contractions I'm like whatever (laughs) not a big so then um around nine o'clock at night so this is nine on thursday there they booked me they finally sent me over to labor because i was having contractions often enough and they hooked me up to oxytocin and i was gonna have a nap i was gonna try and sleep for a couple of hours and you know see what happens so went to sleep woke up about six o'clock in the morning so six o'clock friday morning and uh, no contractions at and all. And you were hooked
0: up to the drip all night.
1: Yeah. So I was on oxytocin all night. And it was like, yeah, basically nothing in the morning. So seven o'clock, my doctor's doing her rounds. And she comes and three centimeters dilated, like basically nothing really. So, she's like, well, how about we break your water and then we'll we'll see. We'll, we're going to keep you on the oxytocin. And I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Works for me. So she breaks my water and pretty quickly things start kind of ramping up. Um... And my contractions decided to be 30 seconds apart and last for 30 seconds. Oh, wow. And you had and a birth photographer
0: that was, um, that you had hired, right? My doula. A doula.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, her name's Carla and she's fantastic. And anyway, she wasn't there yet because I was like, well, I'll, I'll keep you posted. So then at that point, I was like, yeah, you need to come because I'm, I'm just, this isn't very much fun and we wanted someone with me at all times and if the baby had to be taken to NICU we wanted David to go with the baby so that's why I wanted a doula to to be there with me
0: kind of yeah and they're great support so
1: oh totally so she comes and I at this point my contractions were finally starting to lengthen like they were spreading out so they were about five minutes apart and lasting for a little bit and I was still okay I was talking through them and um, I hate the fact that because I was on the, the drip, I had to be always hooked up to the, the fetal monitor. There would never been a concern. Like, she never had a, a heart rate drop or, or any issues. So, my favorite place is sitting on the toilet when I'm in labor. <laughs> it, it makes everything feel better. Yes. So, at every opportunity, I was, like, sneaking into the bathroom just so I could sit there. I tried sitting on their birthing ball. I tried sitting on the birthing stool, and it just wasn't the same thing.
0: And so, did they have a rule you, you had know, to give birth on the bed or um, at this hospital were you open, like w- able to go anywhere? It was an open space kind of idea.
1: Um, you know, I don't really know. They really wanted me near the bed. I never actually asked at this point. I was more kind of whatever. we'll what happens happens. So at one point I was still talking relatively okay through the contractions. And um, I told my nurse that I felt like like I felt pressure down there like it wasn't in any means awful and I was still pretty quiet but I am quiet so um I told her I felt some pressure and she's like well where I'm like I don't know down there like <laughs> t- take your pick <laughs> she's like oh get your doctor to check you and I'm like okay so David and the doula are talking I don't like being touched when I'm in labor like as soon as I have a contraction I like don't touch me everyone get your hands off of me so I mean I basically am happy to do my own little thing um so David and Carla were talking and my nurse left the room because a bunch of nurses I think might have been on breaks so she was kind of covering another room and getting my doctor so obviously being me as soon as she left the room I like whip off the monitor and I like leap into the bathroom (laughs) and then I'm like then I actually went to the bathroom so I pooped and I you know flushed and I washed my hands and I'm like I'm just going to sit back here because he tells me to get out again. So I'm sitting and I'm kind of leaning back. I'm like, oh, this is good. I'm having contractions, but they went from being super painful when I was on the bed to being basically okay on the toilet. And David isn't that far and the door is partially open because I've got stupid drips still. So he, he knocks. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Just I'm waiting for, you know, the nurse to tell me to get out. And he's like, Okay. So I hear him and Carla talking and I'm like, oh, here comes another contraction. And then it was like, oh, no, this is my body pushing out a baby. (laughs) And So instantly I'm like in I can't speak mode because I don't make noise when I have contractions. So it's not like I can even signal for, you know, anything. So basically I put my hand down and I put my hand on her head and my body pushed a second time and I pulled her up and she was sunny side up because she came when I pulled her up she's facing me and I put her on my chest and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm like I had a baby and David rushes in and he's like literally six feet from me with a partially open door (laughs) and he just opens the door and it's like And so my doula runs into the hall and she's like, she had a baby. And the nurse, they're like, "Yes, she's having a baby. And she's like, she's holding the baby. (laughs) So then the room is like packed with nurses. And at that point, David and I, uh, we were taking the cord off of her neck because she had the cord wrapped twice around her neck um and she had a true knot this knot would slide up and down on the umbilical cord it was so neat so I'm still sitting there you know clutching this little baby who at this point is yelling at me and they're like we'll take her and I'm just like no because there's no r- so they're right like, we'll because you, your like- platelets
0: were fine. <laughs>
1: yeah, we know her platelets were fine. She's screaming at me. So we know, you know, she's getting air. <laughs> um, So after then they wanted to cut the cord immediately. And I was like, no, just, just give it a minute. Like, I'm still sitting on the toilet here. Like, just, just give me a minute. <laughs> so they wrapped me up with blankets and they wrap her up with blankets. And after about five minutes, we cut the cord. At that point, it was pretty much like, it had, was pretty much white, not making, not pulsing or anything anymore. So then they're like, okay, well, we're going to take you to your bed. Can you walk? And I'm like, yes. So they're like, we'll take the baby. And again, I'm like, no, I'm just going <laughs> to hold my baby. And they're like, uh, are you sure? You're okay? I'm like, she's like tiny. I'm sure I can hold the baby. So I get up and I <sighs> leave this lovely bloody trail. It looks like someone had been like the in the bathroom. <laughs> Climb into bed and I'm sitting there and put her on my chest. And she instantly starts going to find the breast. And she started nursing. So within half an hour of being born, she nursed for like two hours. And then NICU came up and they were like, okay, well we're gonna take her to NICU now. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, because we we talked about this yesterday. I'm like, yeah, but if she's fine, why do you need to take her? Her platelets are okay still. We've already checked that. If, If it weren't for Nate, would you take her to NICU right now? And they were like, well, no. I'm like, okay well, is there a medical reason she needs to go down there? And they said, no. So I said, okay, she can stay with me then. And they were kind of like, um, what do we do? I'm like, look, if there was a medical reason she needed to go to NICU, absolutely take her to NICU. But if there's no medical reason she needs to go to NICU, why can't she stay with me? And they were like, oh. Right. So David was holding her. He wrapped her up and he held her. And uh, I'm sitting up. And at this point, I think in the past, like, two days, I'd had maybe two meals because you can't eat and drink after the cortocentesis. You can't eat before the cortocentesis. And then because I was on the drip, I couldn't, I couldn't eat because just in case I had to go have surgery. So I hadn't eaten very much. And I'm sitting in the bed. And all of a sudden, it starts going, like, dark. And I'm like, uh, what's... I'm like, I don't feel good. And the nurse is like, yeah, your, your blood pressure dropped to, like, 60 over 30 oh, or no. something or whatever it is. Oh, like, well, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to lie oh. down for a minute. <laughs> so I lay down for about 10 minutes, and then everything was fine again. And I popped up. I'm like, I need food now. They're like, well, you know, we're going to... I'm like, no, no. I need food now. This is why I feel so crappy. I need food in my system. So... David had some some wings and some some f- like fry wedges, and uh, I ate those and felt much better. And after how long
0: were you in <laughs> hospital for?
1: Um, she was born on Friday, and we were released Monday morning.
0: And do you normally have to stay that long? She or or...
1: Um, she was losing weight, but I, again, I'm like, well, I was on an IV, right. like, and my milk doesn't come in till a. I think my milk came in, I, I kid you not, as we like left the hospital, I could feel my milk come in. I'm like, there yeah, it is. Okay.
0: <laughs> and how much? Like, and you know, they're pushing, well, she's she
1: lost 10% of her body weight. And I was like, well, you know, we were on an IV before and she nursed for two hours. She must've got some, some little bit of, you know, colostrum. So I'm like, trust me, I'll take her weekly to get her weight. But I'm like, we need to go home, be in our own space not be in the hospital where the nurses come in and like I was sleeping with her in bed and I had a nurse come in and she was like well you know you need to you can't sleep with her in bed and I'm like well why she's like hospital policy I was like well it's not the law so I'm gonna sleep
0: and you would sleep yeah you still sleep at home right
1: Oh yeah, we bed share I, 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 right from the bat with every baby. So I'm like, yeah, no, this is what we do. She nurses when and she wants to. She's happy.
0: She's not. Yeah. And how did the girls <laughs> like her?
1: Oh, they adore her. <laughs> they were so happy to see her. No, oh, she's so little. She's so beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just yeah, putting big sisters. And did you find <laughs>
0: um, like I I know with. Benjamin I didn't have after pains with him but with Harrison I did so I can only imagine did you have any with Gabrielle or
1: oh like Mm -hmm. when you're like the nursing contractions I hate those things I swear they're worse than birth (laughs) yeah and I I I swear it was much worse this time with the other two they're like it does get worse with each child I'm like oh great yeah (laughs) good to know (laughs) but yeah they subsided pretty quickly, but my goodness, yeah. And then, of course, the nurses. I I get why they're pushing on you, but I'm like, can we not do that?
0: <laughs> Be gentle. Right. I had a baby. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh, and
1: the fun by. So I was a geriatric pregnancy because I turned thirty five oh, two no. weeks before she was born. <laughs> So I was a geriatric, high-risk pregnancy that, you know, caught her own baby technically unassisted in the hospital. That's
0: amazing, though. (laughs) And it's, you know, yeah, it's nice that you, you know, knew, like, trusted your instincts and stayed where you were, you know. Like, you you didn't have to whisk her away or anything because that skin skin is so special at the end. It's what you've worked so hard for, right? Oh, it
1: is. Exactly. It's like, I've done all this work to get her here. We know she's okay. let just let me,
0: let me, let yeah. me relax with the baby. Yeah, that's so special. And um, so you still do um, the photography. You did all of her newborn pictures and everything too, right?
1: Oh, no, I didn't. I don't do my own newborn pictures. I'm far <laughs> too lazy for that. <laughs> it, they smell me. They're like, uh, your mom. And if you're not yeah. holding us, no, uh, Mandy are. Did our um, newborn photos with Gabrielle and uh, Carly Babioc did our newborn photos with the other the other girls. So now I'm quite happy to, to use friends and professionals for yeah. that because, yeah, no. I do all my monthly ones, but, um, yeah, the actual newborn ones. No. Yeah, the, yeah it's
0: a lot work. of work. I can only imagine, like just using my phone just to snap <laughs> just a few. I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't know how people do it for a living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I know I have to plan her three month photos now. I'm like, uh, that's gonna be yeah, in no it time goes at so all. Fast, Please, baby. Doesn't it?
0: Yeah. All right, Jamie. Well, thank you so much for sharing with me. I you are very it.
1: welcome and I'm glad we were baby on Yes, yeah, We did good, the boys and,
0: and the girls, they did so good. Thanks so much for listening in today and um, for all of your support. And every Tuesday I'll have a new episode aired um, with a new mom and a new story. So don't forget to come back and check those out.